0: most people expected the king to come. How many people realize this? A few people came. Good, good. We realize that when we expect the king to come, I don't know about you, but I've watched a few movies, and when I watch movies online, or even when I see something on the news, when I see the royalty show up, they don't show up riding in like a K-car. No disrespect to a K-car, it's a nice, reliable automobile. Some a few fans in here I see. All those that don't know, I can't even tell you the band. It's just wrong to say in church. But anyway, they they come in beautiful vehicles. And so you don't expect a king to be coming into this this world with his mom coming in on a donkey. And you don't expect them to be born and laid in a manger around this mess. And so our series this December is called messy. It's called messy. Because see, Jesus came, I believe, He came to get messy. He is not mind mess. You know what I like? The fact that because Jesus doesn't mind being messy, He doesn't mind mess, And that means He doesn't mind your mess. He doesn't mind the mess that you make in your life. He doesn't mind the mess that you have in your life. You don't need to clean up your life to come and know Jesus. He wants you and all your mess. How many people know that as you get closer to people in friendship, and they come over to your house more and more often, you clean less often when they come? Right? Like, we had some people over last night for supper, and we're like, you've graduated to another level. Here's the food, here's the pot it was cooked in. Right? Like, you just realize, you're like, I should put this in a fancy bowl. No. I gave you a plate. Come on. Right? Like we graduated. So he's not afraid of your mess. Jesus came that every one of us can be saved. And Jesus changed the way we see messes. See in Mark 10, Mark 1, starting at verse 40, it says this. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying, If
1: you are willing,
0: will you make me? And Jesus, I love these words, moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him, and said, I am willing to be cleansed. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy fell off. It didn't disappear, it fell off. It left him, and he was cleansed, and he strictly warned him. Jesus warned him. And sent him away at once, and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way and show yourself to the priests and offer your cleansing, offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. He warned him, Just don't don't go and tell people, just go and do the sacrifice. However, he went out and began to claim it freely and to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but was outside in deserted places, and they came to him from every direction. See, in those days, when you touch a leper, you're automatically classified as unclean, even though, shockingly, when you touch the leper, the leprosy was gone. Jesus stepped into the mess, knowing that because he stepped into the mess, it actually could exclude him he was willing for one person to seclude himself from the city. But it's interesting that when Jesus shows up, people would leave the city and come to see him in the mess. God's not concerned about your mess. He will step into your mess to cause a reaction. See, this is the thing about what we, I love about the life of Jesus. Pastor Melissa shared this back a few months, like a month ago, and said, light shines in the darkness. These lights that are on the greenery around, they don't look bright. But if we turn off all the lights in the room, you'd be surprised how much it lights up the room. Light shines in the darkness. Jesus was willing to be shunned for this man's healing. Jesus willing to step into your mess. Some of you here today, you just need to know that you're not too messy for Jesus. You're not too messy for him. He still loves you. Think about the prodigal son for a moment. The prodigal son walked away, took everything he could from his father and left. If you know the story, you know he wasted it all. He ended up trying to find some jobs and stuff, and he ended up working in a pig pen. But not just working there like it's all he had to eat was what the pigs ate. He had nowhere else to be. And finally, when he was in the mess, in the mess, he realized, at least maybe I could go back and be a servant in my father's home. Because the servant's They live and eat better than what I have now. And it tells the story as he started walking home. And here's the interesting thing I thought. That when I read this story, when I think of this story, the father was sitting on the porch watching. I don't know about you, but I truly believe that this father watched every day. I don't think it was a coincidence. I don't think it was just that, oh, he just happened to be out there having his coffee in the afternoon. No, no. I believe he was looking for his son to return. And the moment he saw his son, he ran. He ran. And here's what you need to hear this morning. When you decide, no matter what your mess is, to start to turn your life back and walk towards Jesus Christ, he will run to you. And he didn't get close to his son and get close to him and pause and go, Ooh, you're messy. You're messy. I can smell the pigs. I can smell the pig mess on you. He didn't. He ran right up and wrapped his arms around him, hugged him close, pulled him in close, got a brand new robe and put it on him and gave him a ring. The family ring in an instant, still covered in the mess, he was restored as a son. We just finished the series. He was restored to royalty in an instant. This morning, you can be restored in an instant. It doesn't matter your mess. God wants to restore you. So I believe the Lord's cry today is that This Christmas, as we celebrate with family, I want you to know and I want you to be understanding that the Lord is watching and He's loving you and He's just waiting for you to turn and return to Him. Let's pray. Father, I thank You for not being afraid of my mess, for Lord being willing to step right into the mess with us, Impacting our lives. So, Lord, I believe as people here this morning that you want them to turn to you. That you're saying you're messing everything, I'll take it all. I want to pray that every one of us in this room, that as much as the craziness and the busyness of Christmas and your song was so wonderful about how much we get at Christmas, we're looking for something. And I pray that everyone in this room not just the chance to buy presents for one another. But my prayer is that we use this Christmas season to reach out to our neighbors, to share Christ's love. Because Jesus didn't come so we could have Christmas. He came for Easter. And so my prayer is that we use Christmas to draw people to the love of Jesus Christ. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for such a beautiful time as this. Lord, we just ask you to speak to us. Holy Spirit, open our eyes and our ears to show us the times where you've given us the open door to share your love with our neighbors. Father, help us to have the bravery to cross a driveway, to shake hands, to invite somebody over for coffee or tea or hot chocolate or a dinner. And in the midst of it all, Just to show them your love, to invite them out to a Christmas Eve service, and to open the door so they can meet you. Stir it up in our hearts. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.